the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, we're halfway through the last show of the first full week of January 2024. Uh, my name's George. This is my show. Uh, we got full lines as we continue to talk about this topic um, about the Iowa school shooting. I want to reset that, but not until I tell you about um, Gay Ribble and the Empower Home team of Keller Williams. Let me, let me do that first. I'm reading the Gazette all the time, as you should be, too. You should be going to denvergazette.com or gazette.com. These guys are the most reliable source of information out there. They're the ones that house dudes like Dave McGoy, a super investigative reporter who has uh, blown the lid off of all the stuff with the judicial branch. They they just produce great work. Well, one of the articles they have today is Denver Realtors feeling a warming trend in the new year home market. That tells you something, folks. You start seeing more and more articles like this. If you've been on the fence about whether now's the time to sell or to try to figure out a way to finance getting into the house you need or maybe it's the house you want, now's the time. Don't do it by yourself. Don't do it just based off the Internet. Let the Internet whet your appetite and give you some ideas of what you might be happy with. Then pick, But pick up the phone and call Gay Ribble and the Empower Home team at Keller Williams. These are the people that have been doing this thing Uh, For decades in the metro area, they're not just, hey, I was tired of being a police officer or a teacher or it helps supplement my income. I think I'll go be a real. No, 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 no. These folks, this is their career. Putting families in homes is their career. You get certain advantages with that, like they sell faster than others for more money than others. They make promises to you. Others won't guarantees like we'll sell your house for the price and in the timing that you want. And if we don't, we make it up with the money that you should have had. That's what you get. So give them a call at 833-301-SOLD, 833-301-SOLD, or check them out at sellwithcertaintycolorado.com. That's sellwithcertaintycolorado.com. Now, we've got D, Tony, and Aaron on the line, and what they're on the line for, if you're just joining us, is there was a horrific event that took place in rural Iowa, about 25 miles away from Des Moines. Someone told me the S's are silent, so it's not Des Moines. Thank you, Texter, for telling me that. Um, and I, I, we've been having a conversation, a needed conversation, every time one of these things happens, about why is this happening and what is our solution for it, short-term and long-term. Got to have this conversation. And maybe I'm selfish and myopic on this topic because, one, I've spent, my God, close to three decades now in the criminal justice game. But also, I got four kids And uh, they've all been through public school. Three of them are still in public school, and I'm counting my son Trey up at CSU. Um, You know, a 17-year-old walks into a grade school and murders a sixth grader, wounds four others, including the principal, before taking their own life. We better be talking about this. Because you know the other side is. The reason this thing just doesn't get more traction, too, says something about us as, as society and says a hell of a lot about the mainstream media. There's rumors out there and stuff on the Internet. This kid may have had gender identity issues. Well, the media doesn't want to report on a transgender kid shooting up a school. We had that right here, folks, in Highlands Ranch. 
Two shooters, 18-year-old, 16-year-old transgender male, walked into STEM, bookended a room that has no windows and only two doors for ingress and egress, and prepared to murder 27 people. Nobody wants to tell the story about the transgender part involved in that. And in, in no way am I saying being transgender makes you more prone to kill. I'm not saying it. But you know that's one of the reasons the media stays away from it. Maybe there'll be a bullying aspect that'll get their attention. And also, no semi-automatic rifle. Well, that doesn't make the story as sexy either, because we're trying to ban semi-automatic rifles. In fact, here in Colorado, you're going to see the legislature, I swear to you, they're going to try. Whether the, the, the leadership lets it get out or not, they're going to try to ban, like they did last year, all semi-automatic weapons, including handguns. Nothing we do is going to legislate away evil. So the conversation that we're having here in the light of this is, what is the reason this is happening? Why? And what can we do about it? We got it kicked off with Jay from Sterling, but I'm going to go right back to the phone lines here. Texts are starting to fill up too. D from Denver, you're on 710. D, what do you think? Yeah, George. So, uh, you know, you asked for a solution. I'm, I'm about to give you a solution, okay? So okay. if any congressmen or legislators are out there that can push this type of legislation too, this is this is a solution that will work. So, you know, I want you to think about Vegas. I want you to think about Sandy Hook. And I want you to think about James Holmes over in Aurora, close to where I live. Yeah. Okay? So it's real simple. If you if you tie the database on to where people um, – uh, you know, like pharmacies and where you get drugs, right? So where you get prescriptions. If you tie the database and if you simply say, if you are, you know, if you are prescribed a uh, antipsychotic, if you are depressed, if you are taking Adderall, if you are taking any type of depressant type medicine, you're not allowed to purchase a weapon at that time. Now think about that. That's my solution. It's pretty simple. It's it's non you know it's not controversial. Sure, they run background checks. Sure, they do red flag laws. Sure, they do all this other stuff. But it doesn't seem to work. But just think about it. If James Holmes was not able to to buy all the weapons that he bought, or that jerk off in Vegas, or the jerk off you know at Sandy Hook. I mean, you saw pictures of him. He was obviously prescribed ADD medicine like Adderall, prescription type stuff. If those guys were not allowed to buy weapons at any time, maybe sixty days after, or sixty days before, would not have done those shootings. Okay, it's very simple. So that's that's a simple solution you asked for. A Let's talk about that because that solution. I, first off, I think there's a lot of common sense to it, and pragmatically, it sounds like it might work. But but Excellent. let's talk about I'll a couple. Push it through. Well, let's let's talk about a couple things though. One. Sandy what? Hook, I don't think he went out and bought that rifle. I think he, he well, he got it from his mother, who he was did. law enforcement. I know he all did. About so, it. Sure. so that okay. wouldn't have addressed that okay. one. It would have probably had an impact in Aurora, and I don't know what was going on Absolutely. with the dude in Vegas. Okay, well, but it, it he doesn't all those weapons in and around all the pawn shops around Vegas. But, but was he under psychotic that, so. meds? I, I never read that. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Well, you know, HIPAA compliance, he doesn't allow you to actually do that. And, you know, you can think about that as for, for a lot of hours if you'd like to. But well, so there, that, that was the other thing that, I was going to say is there are some legal yeah, impediments. But, but the other thing is, would that have addressed what just happened in Iowa? I don't know. Usually when people go through transgender issues, they're seeing a psychologist and typically they're, you know, how we overprescribe in this, uh, you know, beautiful yep. society we yeah, live we in. Do. So think about it. So but, but, but understand this. A lot of people, it was illegal for him to have the weapons anyway. He didn't procure them through any means that would have invoked some sort of database search or something like that. So while I do think there's a connection between these things, let me just tell you what the mental health community will say. If you put that out there in the public, well, because here's the practical impact. If you put that out in the 
the public stream that if you come yeah. in to seek treatment and you take these prescriptions, your Second Amendment rights are going to be limited or infringed upon. They'll stop. But listen, listen, but listen, just listen to this. They'll stop coming in. They'll stop yeah. coming in to get the prescriptions to take it. So we're going to have more unmedicated people uh, with access to fire. Up and, and it's, it's better than giving these people weapons. Yeah, yeah but Think it won't it. stop that. Do you see what I'm saying? Is it's, They're going to yeah, tell you it that will actually it will. encourage will. more of this because people will go untreated. So do you think James Holmes in Aurora, Colorado, if he wasn't able to buy those weapons, he was, do you think he would have thought about that before he went to see that psychologist? A hundred percent I do. A hundred percent I do. He was in med school? No. A hundred percent. Man, let, let me tell you. How smart this that guy was. was listening to a psychologist for many many years he was seeing no. one for probably five years no Absolutely. no that's He's not accurate he, no he wasn't oh, seeing him for five years oh. he'd gone to some family counseling of he intermittently a handful meds, to, well he wasn't because they'd prescribed he them was to, on meds. listen but i know you think you're talking to a dude has the same access to information you have i happen to have a little bit more having tried the case he was prescribed some antipsychotic medications. Know. He would not have been able to buy Hang weapons. on. But he stopped taking them. He didn't like the way okay. they made him feel. Maybe and he 20, found 30 them t- days before he did the weapons, but he was still in the database for being prescribed medicines for the last. So my, my deal is this. You ask for a solution. If oh, he, if he, I'm glad months, you called in for that, and I want to have yeah. that conversation. But it's not like it's a cure-all, fix-all. And the, I'm giving you the pragmatic response from the mental health community. 60% of them would, be, would not be able to, sh- they wouldn't do your analysis. I've written papers over it. I've done studies over it, workplace shootings. I've, 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 I've read it. I've researched and I promise you, I promise you what I gave you as a solution just now would probably help, help it out a lot. And, and it would, it would probably cure 80% of it. Well, D, I love Go that we're having the conversation, the man. And I really appreciate it. If you've got stuff you want to text in that I can look up, I'd love to read it. Nah, I'm not going to text nothing, but I gave you the solution. Do it to what you like. If any congressmen or legislators are out there that can push this type of legislation, please do, because it will help solve the problem. I can promise you that. Thanks, Thanks man. very much, George. Appreciate it. Hey, D's line is open at 303-696-1971. Whether I disagree or agree with the solution, we got to have conversations about them. That one, I think, is an attempt to try to bridge that gap between demonstrated, diagnosed, and treated mental illness and access to firearms. I get that. But I'm telling you, the legal impediment will be HIPAA, right? The legal impediment will be any other non-HIPAA privacy law about your medical information, right? Like right now, we say if you are diagnosed with certain mental illnesses, you can be precluded from um, possessing firearms if, if you're insane and all that other stuff. But I don't know if you can get to the point of prescription. And the thing I I posed to him about the mental health professionals, that's legit stuff. The more you stigmatize mental illness or treatment for it, the more you discourage people from seeking it. Right? Like if you say, hey, please come to us. We want to help you. We think we've got meds to help you. But by the way, society won't trust you to have firearms if we prescribe this to you. You're going to discourage people that need help, might be benefited from it, from getting there. And this stuff about, hey, uh, you know, um, James Holmes, you think he would have done something? uh, You think he'd have been able to get the guns? You think? Absolutely. I happen to know a little bit about that dude, and I'm so sorry that we used his name right there. I happen to know a little bit about that dude. Dude was playing evil chess, not checkers. He concocted the quitting school thing. One, so he could have more time to plan for mass murder. But two, he honestly worried that if he just stopped going to see the psychiatrist that he had only started seeing in the middle of his first year. Okay, he wasn't seeing them for five years. That's garbage.
He didn't want to just stop going because he thought it would draw attention to him. So he thought, I need to concoct an excuse to not go. And my excuse is, I'm quitting school. I won't be covered by school insurance anymore, and I can't pay for it. That's why he kept seeing them. He would give them no information. He'd muddle along. They'd prescribe him stuff. He wouldn't take it because it was a game for him. So you're telling me if he thought for a moment, he even writes in his journal, by the way, do not give them too much information. Um, Don't develop false sense of rapport. If they discover the truth, then your idealistic life, which is him to be the the fake idealistic life, which is him going to grow up to be a Ph.D. and all this other stuff. That'll go away, but so will the reality that he wants to kill people. That'll be stopped, too. So please don't tell me that this is a one-size fix to everybody with mental illness. That dude was smart enough he would have not gone to see them to begin with. I'm just telling you, that's just how it is. But uh, but we need to have these conversations. Because that right there is a short-term solution, and I do think it would have some positive impact. I just don't know how we get there from here. And it's certainly not going to have prevented, in my opinion, the Aurora Theater thing. It certainly wouldn't have prevented the dude out of uh, Iowa. He didn't obtain the weapons legally either. STEM. I mean, we have this safe, secure law now where we punish people who have guns that are unsecured that get used. In... Those, those 18- and 16-year-old murders, they used a crowbar and an axe to break into a safe to get the gun. So that ain't it either. 303-696-1971 is the number. You can call in right now. Tony from Littleton. You're on 710. Tony, what do you think? Hey, well, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, I'm not sure I agree with your logic on this. Um, <clears throat> you know, whether it's God or mental illness or, or, or what we put in people's heads through social media or, yeah videos or movies or any of that because and i think we've talked about this before the uk has all those things no 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 god in the schools and all the same movies and all of the same videos and all of that and they don't have school shootings and the only difference between us and them are guns that's it i mean that's that's it i know you'll say it's not guns guns aren't the problem it's the people behind the guns but the only difference between the two countries is they don't have guns and they don't have school shootings. And I'm not saying we should be gun free. That's not what I'm saying. But what but is what's the answer then? What's the answer? If guns are the reason, uh, there's, the absence there's of no, guns is the reason the UK is avoiding this thing. Then what? Do there's we do? no answer. There's no answer in in the immediate future. And and I say that because the the. Generations that are in control at this moment are are boomers and Gen X. As soon as millennials and Z, the ones that grew up with it and now have children that they're fearing for, they are the largest of the voting block. They will make changes to to the laws and not to take away all guns. I mean, that's whole, that's kind of always the point. Anything you that happens to if we do to try and control the problem then it becomes oh they're coming after all the guns that's we're in a place where we're not going to do anything we're not going to try anything i expect nothing to be done over the next 10 years but after those those next two generations get into place then we'll have some what what are the laws you can think of that they would support that would have made a difference yesterday in iowa well iowa was actually iowa was actually a good thing for a reason. What, there what, were survivors. 
there were survivors. Yeah. That, well, that, that's, that's not true, often, but I mean, that's how? not common. That's not common in school shootings. Most of the time, it's done with ARs, and most of the time, everybody who shot is killed. And that is a difference between we we should never have had the whole the whole thing with automatic weapons explode the way it did starting in 2004. And now we've got such a big problem. Your next statement will be a fair statement. Well, you can't do anything about it now because we have too many of them. But Tony, and I can't tell you the broader statistics, but when you say most of them are ARs, let's just look at what's happened here locally. STEM, no AR. Right. No, no uh, AR assault rifle type of thing at Columbine. No AR. The closest thing was a tech DC nine handgun was the was the closest thing to that Um, at Arapahoe High School on December 13, 2013. It was a shotgun. I mean, when you look around, uh, uh, you know, uh, Mountain Vista, the two girls where we avoided avoided that mass shooting, they were trying to get their hands on a handgun. Yeah, ARs show up prominently because they're amplified by the media in other parts of the country. But here locally, uh, don't see it. Maybe you could point well, to King Supers. That's not a school shooting, but King Supers was definitely something and, like that. And the theater shooting, right? Am I theater wrong? Theater shooting for sure. You're absolutely right. Theater absolutely. Shooting. But okay. you said school no, shooting. Statistically, you said school statistically. Shooting. Yeah. All right. I mean, and and I'm not. I, you know, I'm. Well, we won't go through the thing. We could. We can check those statistics out. But the the. The vast majority are done with ARs, and 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 the only and the only true, point. Well, let's just let's just let's just say it's true, because then it would be well. <laughs> okay. What would the po- okay. well? Let's just no. I'm going to say uh, let's say it's true because if, I that's statistic. I believe that's true. Statistic. Then here's the answer. Go ahead. If that's true, okay. then if that's true, then at some point, at some point, something's going to happen that is so uh, so horrible, and and. Let's say they I always thought Sandy Hook was the one, but now, you know, it was maybe not enough kids and they weren't young enough. Maybe somebody's got to hit a daycare with two year olds or maybe. And and this is this is kind of the horrifying thing, given where our culture is. What if three or four or five kids enter a Costco all armed with ARs and fan out? You're going to have a shooting of a thousand people. And 300 dead. And one of those types of incidents are going to be what causes those generations, millennial and Z, to say, okay, enough is enough. We're going to change the laws. And In and, what way? And maybe, they'll, maybe they'll absolutely ban, do a buyback on, on, on and, ARs. And then what ban happens? Ban ARs. Then what happens? People hide, people hide them. Then they become black market. But you know what? The American way. We try to do something. We try to do something to m- mitigate, minimize the death without you losing your your Second Amendment rights. You don't you just lose took your them Second away. Amendment. No, no, you still have a right. You still have a right to a gun and to self defense. But maybe the society says we're not going to have semi automatics. Look, you can't yell. Oh first, you have first. You have First Amendment r- restrictions. You can't yell fire in a theater, right? I mean that. You ex- that's kind of the point, George. You accept nothing that that in any way in restricts your Second Amendment rights. Well, that's not you look true. at it as that's not true. Well, lar- largely. You, you, any argument made that you, and you and I in the past have talked a little bit about this that restricts your desire, your your Second Amendment rights, is you say why why is it based on need? Why do we? Why do I need to have the gun? I I don't need to have the yeah, gun. I have other, a right to have the gun. What other right 
in the top 10 there, the, the Bill of Rights, is premised on need. You have to justify your right based on need. Which one other let's, than the no, second? But, uh, let's, let's just use the First Amendment and say you, that's a great example. That's, that's, you have a right to free speech up to the point that you cause harm to other people by yelling fire in a theater. And you can't do that. No, but, but you hang can't on. do that. You There's can a restriction. You say a whole bunch of things that cause harm to other people by way of criticism and all that other stuff. You can say a whole bunch of negative, hateful things about them. We don't keep the media from reporting even things that are false. We just provide a back-end solution for it. That's not a great example. And I don't support things like crew-served weapons. I don't think people ought to be able to possess any single thing that can go boom. I'm not. I'm. I'm down with limitations. But there's a limit to the limitations that I would support. But the problem here is when you talk about it in terms of need, you can justify at some point getting to, I think you should be able to have a two-shot Derringer. But nothing more than that. You don't need that. If you can't kill whatever it is with two shots, that'll give you at least enough time for the police to show. I mean, you can talk yourself into that. That's not what the Second Amendment's about. That hence the argument that we we have to have a right to have that that semi-automatic weapon and rifles and handguns and and so every you know a gun a gun that the gun industry would not even show at their own trade shows through the nineties up up in, into the nineties they wouldn't even show them because they considered those weapons a a, a, a weapon of war. Granted, it's not an AK, it's not a fully automatic, but the, even the industry knew not to show those. And when and then when the NRA wanted to push those weapons, that's it got in the way. Street. That's when the, the explosion of of these guns and right, 2004 forward, you can pull those stats up. It's like the number one selling gun today for the last ten years yeah. has been ARs. There are so many of them out there now. Reeling them in is probably impossible. Probably oh, it's, impossible. It's definitely impossible. But but but, let, let, but that was all a marketing ploy. To, and now here Tony, we are. As you know, you can't market your way alone to success. There has to be a demand for it. But Tony, let me do this. I'm up against a break here. I got to get away. But thanks for the time. Of course, every time, even when we don't agree, and we don't. It doesn't mean we can't have the conversation here because we don't get to do that anymore. By the way, Tony's line is open at 303-696-1971. Fill that thing before we cut away to a break. Um, you just can't do that anymore. On social media, if you were to post what Tony posts, he just gets blown up. You're a traitor. You're treasonous. You're a gun grabber. You're anti-American. You know, Hopefully you'll get, have a home invasion burglar with a gun and they'll shoot you and you won't be. I mean, they're just horribly toxic, acerbic stuff. We don't do that here. I'm going to disagree with you. I might even be passionate about it, but let's have the damn conversation, okay? The solution that Tony's talking about ain't a solution to Iowa. It uh, is not going to be a solution to Columbine. It wouldn't have been a solution to Arapaho. It wouldn't have been a solution to STEM. It's a potential solution to some. I just don't think it's going to be effective. And frankly, I just think it's a violation of the Second Amendment. We can go eight million different ways with this conversation. But to discuss how are we going to address this short term and long term? That's important. That's what talk radio is for. You just can't do this anywhere else like this. You tell me your opinion. I'm not going to blow you up like some anonymous troll would on X or Twitter. That's just not how it works. Let's have the conversation. And in more than 140 characters, 303-696-1971. 
Can I tell you about our good friend Mitch Flory at The Art of Granite? Mitch Flory is that guy that you call when you're looking to upgrade the eye-catching parts of your house. And what I mean by that are the countertops. It's your kitchen. It's where people gather around to make food, break bread, talk about the events of the day. It's the thing that you can change that overnight changes the feel and appearance and value of your home. Bathroom, kitchen, laundry room, that basement that you're trying to finish, bedroom, it doesn't matter. Wherever you have the countertops, Mitch Floria is the only place you need to go for this. You can check out his website for sure, theartofgranite.com, theartofgranite.com. But it's kind of misleading because he does it with granite. He does it with marble, does it with quartz. That's the man-made stuff. He can do almost anything. He can bend these products to his will. He's a craftsman and an entrepreneur. Guys, all about customer service. Here's how you know it. Everybody, everybody that goes to Mitch gets wholesale prices. But if you tell him you're a George listener, a 710 listener, he gives you something special. He gives you a free bathroom countertop with the kitchen countertop package. Or if you're only doing one room and that's cool, that's what the budget supports, he'll throw in the sink for free. Guys, all about value and quality. Check him out at the website I gave you, theartofgranite.com. But pick up the phone and call, and, and you'll be surprised. The guy that answers on the other end, it be Mitch Floria, 303-386-5919, 303-386-5919. Listen, we're going to cut away for a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get to the calls. Lines are full on this important topic. We've got Aaron and Kathy and Jill, and we're going to have you two as well. Some of the texts that have come here, um, George, evil people do evil things. The communists left and rhinos have rejected God. Today's decay began when the Democrats removed God from schools and government took over media. And then there's more. Our founders warned us. Read Naked Communists. The book lists 45 goals of communism. An FBI agent exposed the Russian plan to overthrow America in this 1958 book. Uh, another one. It's because the kids grow up killing on the games like Grand Theft Auto since they were six and get desensitized to killing like it's no big deal. Well, I, I think that, you know, the response that we would have had from Tony was they have those same games in England and they're not doing that. So is that the answer? I, I think it's part of the conversation, but is that the answer? Another one as well, that dude is, is saying is BS is from Eric. There's a black market in all of America for gun purchases. If you have the money, he's full of it. Now, listen, it doesn't have to be all caps and exclamation points and that the guy's full of it. Guy has an opinion. There are some logical conclusions that can be drawn from this opinion. It's not like it's crazy town. I just think it's ineffective. And I also think that it's a violation of the Second Amendment. But don't we deserve to have the conversation? Here's another. Tony always acts like he knows what he's talking about, but he's very uninformed. What if, what if, what if? Maybe. But instead of attacking Tony, let's attack the argument. And that's what we're trying to do here. Uh, I'm going to do some research. Maybe you can, too. Alexa's probably out there. If she's not busy, she'll she'll figure this out. But I don't know if AR-15s are the uh, vast majority of the weapons used in these mass shootings. They're just the ones that certainly get the most publicized. But I can just tell you locally, as the guy that has been at these things and prosecuted the surviving gunmen, they're not there all the time. They are not there all the time. 303-696-1971. Kathy may have had to drop it. Kathy, we would have taken you first when you come back. Give us a call when you come back. It's George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here, 710 KNUS. Uh, phone lines full. Here's some more of the texts that we're dealing with right here. 
The use of the term assault weapon is deliberately vague. Denver amended its municipal ordinance to change the definition of assault weapon. Now any semi-automatic pistol with an extended magazine meets the definition. Thank you for the level-headed conversation, George. The mass shooting problem is a moral society problem. We no longer have a higher power. Oh, we no king have a higher power to answer to if you commit something like this without a higher power. What consequences does one face when they commit suicide after shooting people? <laughs> That's true, too, right there. And, you know, there are going to be the, the folks on the radical left who see the Second Amendment as an abomination and something that if they could, they would erase it tomorrow. But in the meantime, they'll try to interpret it away as they had done uh, successfully with some of the courts out there. Um, but that's not the issue here. They don't want to take any responsibility for what they have done to the value of life in this society. And I defy anybody on the left to call into this show and explain to me how the policies of the last 50 years have encouraged the sanctity of human life for this generation, the next, the one after that, or the one after that. Call me and tell me which of your policies has been about the sanctity of human life. 303-696-1971. Here's another one. You cannot use gun restrictions to solve societal decay. True. The rate of mass shootings is absolutely related to social issues. I agree. Devaluation of life, tolerance of criminals and criminal behavior. You're, you're singing to the choir, preaching to the choir here. The, this guy is showing misunderstanding of the First Amendment. It's tough to uh, analogize those two and be able to justify what's being suggested with the Second Amendment. It's funny. There is no other amendment where someone says, do you need to have privacy in your home? Can you justify why the police can't ask you questions while you're in custody without reading you your rights? Is there a reason that you shouldn't be locked up and tortured as a product of a sentence for your crime? I mean, nobody talks in those terms. But with the Second Amendment and only the Second Amendment, the question is, do you really need to have that gun? It's just silliness. Let's get right back to the phone lines. Aaron, you've been patient. Aaron from Denver, you're on 710. What do you think? Well, you know, guns are have always been used. Uh, guns have always been used as a scapegoat. And the thing is, so yeah, you, uh, George, you can scream uh, a fire in the movies here. I can scream it too. But the thing is, though, ninety nine point nine percent of us don't do it because we don't want to deal with the consequences. We know the consequences would be harsh. So that's why we don't. That's why we don't scream uh, a fire in the movies here because I don't want to deal with the consequences. I like my freedom. I don't commit murder because I I like being free. I don't want to be I don't want to be in a jail cell. And the reason why you got a dumb donkey of a current uh, governor that took that option away, the death penalty away from uh, DA, that that's an option. Now, does a death penalty prevent me from committing murder? No. Nope. If 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 I want to commit murder, I'm gonna commit murder. No 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 life in prison, no death penalty is gonna do it. But the thing is, so when I commit a murder, I'm gonna try to make sure that I don't get caught. You know, when when a person commits murder, they're not gonna stay there. Oh hey hey, Mr. Police Officer, yeah, I did the murder. Come and come and arrest me. No, I, when I commit the murder, I'm trying to get the hell out of Dodge. And that's what most people, that's what most murderers do. They don't want to get caught because they don't want to deal with the consequences. This kid, this this 17-year-old kid kills these kids in this school in Iowa, blows his brains out. He knew it was wrong. That's why he blew his brains out, because he didn't want to deal with the consequences.
consequences. Oh, that's, that's the consequences either you would have got the death penalty in, uh, in Iowa, or you would have, or you would have got life in prison, and you and you would rot and die and be and die in prison till you what eighty, ninety well, years old. It, however, you're gonna live. Aaron, there's a lot to that that I agree with. Seventeen yeah. years old, uh, Supreme Court has said can't put them them folks to death under the age of 18 under the eighth amendment and nobody ever asked the question by the way do you need to live if you're 17 and you commit them? i mean th- again the mm-hmm. disparity between with the way we treat the second and the others but your your point about the consequences is real you know the fascinating change in mass shootings and this guy's a throwback right most of these mass shooters live by their own hand they design their own survival think about the um marjorie stone douglas uh i'm probably got that screwed up but that mass shooting mm-hmm. down there in florida that guy by design tried to live aurora theater by design tried to live this guy's a little bit of a throwback and take it his own life, but the reason they do it is you're right, man. They don't want to face the music. They do. They, they don't want to face the consequence. That's why I don't commit murder. That's why I don't commit rape. I'm, I'm, I, that's why I'm not out here well, raping and pillaging and plunging. Aaron, I'll bet you this too, though. Yeah. I'll bet you that that even if the consequences, at least the worldly consequences, were mm-hmm. diminished or less, you wouldn't commit murder because you just know it's morally wrong. What's that longer-term thing that you've touched upon with the values, the morality, the consequence? What's the fix there? Well, the, well, the fix is, obviously, it, what, what the fix is, the root cause of it, obviously, is morals, values, ethics, you know, uh, how you're raised. Because when, because when we come to this planet, um, when we come to, we have to come here. Uh, you know, uh, other people made that decision for me to be here on this planet. So you hope to, hopefully, you, you, whether you're raised by a single parent or two parents, that they instill some morals, ethics, value, a work ethic. What is your purpose? Instill a purpose while you're here, because either you're gonna, either you're gonna have a purpose of good, or you're gonna have a, a purpose of evil. So I mean, so and that's a choice. So either you're gonna, you're gonna go, you're gonna go to the light, or you're gonna go to the dark. And obviously, this young man, he chose the path of darkness. And, he, and as a result, 
kill as many as I can and blow my brains out because I don't want to deal with the consequences. I don't want I don't want to spend a life in prison. I don't want to deal with the death penalty. I don't want to go through all those hoops of the court system. So I'm gonna blow my I'm gonna blow my brains out, and that's what he did. Aaron, thanks for the call, my man. Have a great uh-huh. have a great new year here, and thanks for keeping the conversation going. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Aaron's line is open. Artists, you're on seven ten. What do you think, artists? Hi, George. Hi. Well, I'm a retired nurse, and I worked in newborn intensive care most of my career. So life, and I even the nurses I worked with were pro-choice, which just absolutely amazed me since right. we were essentially taking care of abortions. But um, I just wonder: does this young, did this young man have both parents? I realize he was on medication. Um, which he obviously didn't take. I question the fact of, I mean, we have all this transgender baloney floating around the universe now that you can be a man or a woman, just make your choice at however, whatever age you are, which is asinine. But, you know, we're just, we're adding more confusion to already confused teenagers. And I just wonder, have they interviewed his mom did she not notice something changed where did he get the money at age 17 to buy a weapon legal or illegally you know there's just lots of questions i feel bad but this is happening so much more i mean when i graduated from high school in 70 i had absolutely no fear in a suburb of cleveland ohio that somebody was going to come in and shoot up the cafeteria yeah yeah, look, Artis, you've asked a very important question here that we also need to pursue, and that is, how do we forensically kind of examine the steps that cause this guy to, to get to where he is? I think I think the scary answer for this, and we've heard this from some folks already today, is there's no way to identify it, there's no way to prevent it, and that makes it super scary because then it just seems like it's random, like it's just so unpredictable and unstoppable that it's, if it's your time, it's your time. But you're asking important questions that I don't think academia wants to ask. Now, the BAU out at the FBI, the Behavioral Analysis Unit, those folks take those deep dives on these cases. But what I think we ought to do, not just on mass shootings like this, is do what you've suggested, Artis, and that is... After the fact, when the dust is settled, when all the appeal stuff gets resolved, let's do an analysis of those in prison who've engaged in this kind of violent behavior. Let's talk about the ones who are gone and interview their families and try to figure out what are the common threads. Is it intact families? I don't know. I mean, I can guess, I don't, but I'd like to know, right? Like, I'd, I'd like to know what the answer is. Aurora Theater Shooter, he had an intact family his whole life. Really decent upbringing. So that wasn't it, but... On these other ones, you know, you look at STEM, no, that wasn't accurate. You look at at Arapahoe High School, no, that wasn't accurate. So is there a thread there? But you're asking the right questions, too. We don't know enough to even come up with some of the solutions that may make a difference. But I think left-leaning media and uh, those in power don't want to hear the answer that, Mm -hmm. that family deterioration is leading to this environment as well. Well, and that, and do we need to put some kind of, I know we don't have enough policemen, but somebody that could could have seen that kid walk, I mean, I don't think you can hide an automatic weapon very well. I don't know. I don't know anything about guns. I don't want to know about guns. But, you know, if they had had some... Um, 
somebody with a gun on the good side of things, could they have prevented this if they were in the, you know, if the cafeteria is full, another that's great where question. that guy is. Artists, another great question, and that is a good short-term solution thing that we have to answer. You've touched on both. What do we do long-term? What do we do short-term? I like that we have these conversations. Artists, thanks for advancing the topic. Not a problem, my dear. You have a good day. You too. Happy New Year. Artists' line is open at 303-696-1971. We're going to cut away for a break and try to get in our other callers, Frank and Rich, and anyone else that calls in on Artist Line. i got to quickly tell you about uh, Daniel J. Kaplis, super attorney, maybe the best in the business, not just in this state but in the region. And the business that he's in is providing justice to victims, victims of negligence, recklessness, sometimes intentional conduct, and the the, the the evildoers there, and sometimes it's not evil, sometimes it's just they just don't care, and that's the recklessness and negligence. It could be an individual, it could be a corporation, a, a, some other kind of a business, it could be the insurance company. There are a lot of forces at work in the civil sector that try to keep people from being made whole when someone else harms them. Dan is there. He's kind of like the equalizer. In fact, I just watched Equalizer 3, Netflix, it was free with Denzel Washington. Love that character. Love the storyline. He's out there. Dan is like the civil law equalizer. You've got all these forces against you. You don't have to go in there um, underarmed and underexperienced. Go in there with the big guns. He and Bobber Wahid out there at the Dan Kaplis Law Firm do this day in and day out. If you're looking for justice, if you're looking for a way to try to figure out how to move forward when someone has taken that something away from you that was quality of life, Dan Kaplis is the first and only stop you make. You call him at 303-770-5551. 303-770-5551. You can check them out at dancaplislaw.com. Dan Kaplis, C-A-P-L-I-S, law.com. When we come back, Frank, Rich, everybody else will try to get through the text as well. It's George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler right back with you here, 710 KNUS. Frank, you've been patient. Frank from Denver, you're on 710. You got my time, my man. Hey, George, uh, are you, as a lawyer and prosecutor, aware of um, any post hoc analysis on any group of these shooters that has come up with any list of, quote, reasons that these people give? No, I'm not. That's a great question. I'm not. I got to believe there's stuff out there that the FBI has through this behavioral analysis unit that maybe it's not publicly available, but uh, I know they look at these things and they're trying to figure this out. They had me out to Quantico and sat me down and grilled me on STEM and the Aurora Theater thing for that very end. That's a great question. I don't know. That's a really good question. You you as a lawyer also, don't they have a book in law school called Motivation? Isn't there a a book about criminal minds that talks about motivation. It's not going to be a law school book, but I am certain that there are criminogenic analysis and other um, criminal law studies that that talk about that exact thing. I'm sure of that. When I think of this in a different uh, frame of mind, going back, let's say, in the Bible to the earliest murder, it happened with Adam and Eve's children, you know, Cain, Mm -hmm. his brother. And so you look at the motivation there, and it was either envy or jealousy. His brother had some thing or trait that he didn't have and he felt inferior so i kind of think in the realm of human psychology it's a sort of a lack mentality and it's also an emotional mentality problem and a a control problem that they can't control their emotions and those people can be identified and helped 
uh, to some degree. Now, either societal counseling, loving, uh, pharmacologists, you know, have come up with things to block, block the frontal lobe yeah. of you know, pills and that numb people up, held all. Well, Frank, uh, you know. and forgive me, man, you can hear this. And somehow you and I have figured out a way to hook up at the end of every hour, buddy. But thank, <laughs> thank you for advancing the show and the talk about the mental health stuff. Look, Rich and everyone else calling in at 303-696-1970. We're going to keep this thing going. Stick around. George Brockler, 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.